Life Audio. Hi, I'm Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Girl Club. We'll be right with you after these messages. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. everybody. I am Cynthia Garrett and welcome to Girl Club. You know where you are. This is the place where real girls have real talk about real issues while seeking to live out real faith. And yes, we are called Girl Club, but guys, you are welcome too. In fact, we love our guys and I love getting comments and emails from you. And um, so don't be shy, men. Uh, We know you're out there in the body of Christ. We know you're out there even if you're not believers in Christ. And we want you to join because this is about iron sharpening iron and reasoning together that God is good. And so God created us both male and female. So we like hearing from you guys also. Today, before I kind of go to um, my two sisters, my tribe, my co-hosts here at Girl Club who are in studio today for this conversation, I want to kind of start out by uh, and sort of set where we're going to be. I want to talk a little bit about being double-minded, double-minded, right? What is it? So, you know, I started, I I dove into this with the Holy Spirit and I looked looked it up as an adjective, right? It's an adjective, wavering in mind, undecided, vacillating. You know, the scripture, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways which makes you marked by hypocrisy and seemingly insincere. You know, you might even ask yourself, do you have spiritual schizophrenia or double-mindedness? Have you ever known exactly what you should do and then later the same day found yourself doing just the same exact opposite of what you know you should do? Well, this isn't a clinical schizophrenia, but in a spiritual sense, it's a double-mindedness. So spiritual double-mindedness isn't a new phenomenon. It does go back to biblical times. The thing about it is when, you, when you're experiencing sort of a life of double-mindedness or moments of double-mindedness, it can make you feel a little bit crazy. And I do think a lot of mental illness is rooted in spiritual double-mindedness. So we're going to dive in here, right? The Bible's filled with a whole lot of examples of biblical superheroes who were basically being double-minded. Adam and Eve eating the apple. That was double-minded. They knew they shouldn't, but they did. Abraham lying about Sarah being his sister and later sleeping with Hagar. Great example of Abraham being double-minded about his faith. And Sarah also. David taking Bathsheba and then killing off her husband, Uriah. You think he knew what was right and wrong in that situation? Yeah, of course he did. He knew so much about how his mind was split in that situation and how he chose to do the wrong thing instead of the right thing that when he later lost the son of that first union with Bathsheba, he repented and got over it and got back to serving the Lord. How about Jonah traveling in the opposite direction of Nineveh or Peter denying Christ, even after being warned by Christ himself? So how does it all happen, right? How do we get double-minded? Well, 
as believers, we're instructed by Paul in Philippians to have the mind of Christ. Our love, our affection, our devotion are to be for our Lord first and foremost. Living for him means that we're Christ-centered in our beliefs and in our thoughts and in our actions. And James 1.14 warns us that we're tempted when we're drawn away by our own lust, our own desires. Well, the word lust is the strongest word that we have for desire. And James warns that this desire blinds us, enticing us to pursue the object of our lust. And our desire is to relieve or fill an emotional or a psychological and ultimately a spiritual need, right? So we want to fill it, but we're filling it with the wrong thing. Our minds and our hearts become divided in directions other than Christ, creating a schism or a split within us. We think we're serving God, but we're really serving ourselves. And, you know, often we find ourselves immersed in behaviors that we know are wrong, like addictions, eating disorders, bad habits, and a myriad of other dysfunctions. And some refer to this rather cognitive dissonance as a disharmony within that feels like a splitting or a tearing inside. And we develop physical or emotional symptoms of agitation, anxiety, panic, and depression. We can become derailed in our thinking and in our motivation. And as James reminds us, when sin is finished, it ultimately brings forth death and separation. Separation from what? Well, separation from God, separation from others, and separation from ourselves. So it is no wonder why double-mindedness is one of the devil's favorite tools. I mean, if anybody can identify this weakness in you, it's a great way to take you down, right? Evil wants to constantly distort your lens, the way you see stuff. Um, Evil knows perception is the most important component in decision-making. So the devil wants to mess up your perception of things. But you have to be diligent in all your decisions. You got to slow down your mind. You have to take every thought captive and you have to maintain your focus on reality and on the truth. And if you do that, single-mindedness becomes rather simple. So as we dive into today's uh, discussion um, with Nova Page and Christina Reynolds, uh, I want you to ask yourselves whether you're trying to serve two masters, God and yourself, okay? And we know the remedy. Thankfully, God's provided the remedy through his son, Jesus, and he's done for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. But let's start there. Um, And to start there, first of all, Good morning, beauties. <laughs> it's good, good morning. To good to have you. It's good to be here together. No, it's good to have you back. We've been praying for you here. Thanks. Yeah. Good to be yeah. back. Yeah, it's good to see you. Um, you know, High Girls Club for the Shy Girl. I think we have we have someone new who's chiming in. It's nice to nice to talk to you for the Shy Girl. Um, hello, Donna. Good morning, Pamela Lee. And uh, Latanya, good morning. So Salumbra, looking forward to our time together today. She writes in, well, us too. Thank you guys for uh, sending in some morning greetings. And whether you're watching on podcast, whether you're watching on live stream through Cynthia Garrett Ministries YouTube channel, through one of the Salem media platforms or one of the other platforms we're on, or whether you're listening on podcast this morning, as we dive into double mindedness, I want to start us off you guys with a clip. Um, This is a clip. I've been asking you guys to make your, you know, two minute ish video clips, send them in. If you have any breakthroughs in taking the identity challenge, or just if you're having questions or breakthroughs, period, that you want to have answered, you know, it doesn't have to be related to just the identity challenge, which you can learn all about in the link in description, but it can be about the things that God puts on your brain as you're watching us here at Girl Club. We'd love to play your video. We'd love to um, be able to dialogue, you know, personally about the things that are personally on your mind. This, this, this club is for you. So tell two friends and get them to join. But I want to start off with a video from Annette. Uh, Annette was doing the identity challenge and you guys, I find this video to be so powerful and it's really what um, spurned this whole conversation today. So Anna, why don't you roll in the videotape? 
Hi, Girl Club Tribe. My name is Annette. Um, I am a fairly new Christian. I was saved in the fall of 2021. And when I heard you were doing this identity challenge, I was really excited. I had a really good feeling about it. And um, I'm here to report that I had a really big breakthrough I'd like to share with you. Um, when I was on the I am a new creation, I was meditating on it and thinking on it of how what a wonderful gift this was and and how great it was when all of a sudden I heard double-minded well I didn't really know what double-minded was um, I had to go back and I knew I had read it in the Bible and it's in James and I had to you know read outside of the Bible too just to kind of really get a feel for what it is and and it was me um, I do have faith in God. I, I, it's been an amazing year and a half since I've been saved, and he's done wonderful things for me. Um, like you, a uh, couple of you ladies, I unfortunately had some uh, molestation from a ch uh, in my childhood from my stepbrother. And so I've really had some identity issues that I've been going through, and God has been so good. Um, but it was what I realized in, in reading about double-mindedness was that I could not have faith in God and not believe what he was saying about me in the Bible, what he was saying about me, period. And uh, it was so profound and deep, and I immediately repented and prayed about it and since then I have had a complete change of mind. I very rarely have the kind of doubt I had before. God is so good. And when I do feel it starting to creep in, I have some good scriptures that I've memorized to combat that. So I really just wanted to share that with you ladies and thank you for all you do. Um, I really enjoy Girls Club every week. Um, God is good. Thanks, ladies. Bye. I could not have faith in God and not believe what he says about me in the Bible. I couldn't have faith in God and not believe what he says about me in the Bible. That hit me so powerfully, you guys, because that's what the whole, you know, that's what the whole identity challenge is about. And it's, it's, it's what, you know, all of our talks find their way back to a rootedness in identity, right? And I think it's so interesting because Annette said it so simply. And it made me ask myself, as I hope that you can stop and ask yourself right now, do, do, can you really say you have faith in God if you don't believe what he says about you, what he says about you in the Bible, what he says about how the condition of your life is going to go, what he says about how you should feel in all things. I mean, and, and no, it makes me think about you so much and about someone else that I, I met recently, you know, as women who've gone through some incredible loss, you know, I think, I mean, losing your mom is a big deal. You know, uh, mm -hmm. I, I was sharing with you earlier, I had a girlfriend also who lost a son and but, but our mothers, you know, it's like, there's so much of that. That's our foundation, you know, um, for good, for better and worse. Right. But yet when you came in studio this morning, you know, you had your big girl pants on, you were, you had a smile for us, which I did not expect you to have to have. And, <laughs> and you had, you know, the same love in your heart, you know, just to, trying to live for Christ in a year of loss. You've had a big year, big year and a half of a lot of mm -hmm. big loss. And I just have to ask you, like, because you've got to really just be standing on what God says about you right now. Yeah, I. it's so interesting because I've lost both my parents now. So there is, you know, that feeling of, whoa, I'm, I'm quite alone on this earth. But yet I am so taken care of by my heavenly father. And the truth is my mom, uh, for those of you 
who don't know, I think I've shared before, but she um, had dementia, but she was the kindest, most, just the, the best mom. Right. And she, she would always bring it back to no matter what we were going through. And she would only remember five minutes at a time, but she would always say, I'm going to pray about that. You know what? The Lord has a plan. Her identity was so rooted as a child of God that no matter what came my way, and I would express that to her, it was just, she always came back to, well, God's, you know, seated on the throne. He sees all, he loves you. Um, all my mom cared about was that, I mean, I could not impress my mom. <laughs> I could not impress that lady. She was like, but do you love the Lord? Like, that's all she cared about. She's like, all I care about is that you, you know, that God loves you and you love him back. And that is, that's it. And so I think this year, this, this whole identity challenge and just being even challenged by my own mother and and her moving into eternity, I'm just like, it's, you just kind of sit back and go, oh, that's, that's everything is knowing that God loves us and we are, we belong to him. And so, um, I can sit with gratitude in my heart this morning. I mean, I've shed a lot of tears. I've, I miss her cause she's so amazing. Um, but what she taught me, what I caught by watching her life was it the most valuable thing for me is that she did not let the world define her. She was completely enthralled mm. with Jesus. Mm. And I took that and I'm like, I want to be enthralled with him too. So, Yeah. I, I got it. I, you are, it's listen, it's all over you, you know, it's all over you, you know? And, and, and I think as, as I thought about just the depth of what she said, you know, in all honesty, I realized like, okay, um, I want to believe everything that God has written about my identity. Right. But it's really in those moments and in those times when you're tested, like, like you've been, no, like, like you've been Christina, you know, it's in those times, those moments where we're tested that we, we begin to really get tested as to whether or not we believe those things that are written about us, you know? And it is really interesting because I found myself really thinking about even those, even that list of scripture, those identity affirmations that, that are a part of this challenge. What if every day, all day, we really did like walk in celebration of each and every one. You know what I mean? And when I say walk in celebration, I mean like there is a celebration, you know, when you see something written that says you're fearfully and wonderfully made, you know, that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I mean, Nova, you're doing all things, you know, know, in my mind. Can I I just add something that I think is, like probably important to me in this season is it is actually almost easier when you have gone through something tragic, like losing your parent, it's, it's almost easier to like, everything starts to go in slow motion. You just kind of reel back and you're able to focus. I actually think the bigger challenge is the day to day where it's the things that have been tragic to you kind of end up being in the rear view mirror as you drive mm-hmm. away and then yeah. still desiring, still believing it's the consistency. It's the building up of our faith over time that, you know, that really like grounds us. And I think when I look at my own mother's life, she had a lot of tragedy, but what I saw in her was consistency in the day to day, she just put her foot, one foot in front of the other and just kept moving. And she kept proclaiming. She kept mm-hmm. speaking it out. She kept saying, she kept praying. She would, it didn't matter what it was like, we, we need to bring this to the Lord. So I think that's the important piece for me. It's maybe easier, almost like in tragedy to go, I just got to trust God. Cause I'm so yeah. desperate, but I want to be desperate for him actually on the daily. Yeah. And I think that's where I've kind of like settled into the past like week and a half or 
too, that it's been is like, okay, I want to settle in into that. Um, Cause you know, it's, yeah, I don't know. No, that's, no. I, that's actually really good. And I was actually yeah. going to say on that point of it being easier to actually lay hold of the truth of who God is, you know, all those in, in the midst of tragedy. Cause I mean, in the midst of immense grief and loss, you literally have nothing else to no one else to depend on who can change anything or can do anything about it except God. You know, all of a sudden, like his, the Godness of God is evident in the midst of like the worst circumstances. And I will say like, I've lived like, I think it, I, I would maybe, say, I don't know if it's normal, but um, in my walk with the Lord up until like some major, major moments of tragedy and loss, I was very double-minded in, in the way that um, Annette shared of going, how can I have faith in you if I don't believe X, Y, and Z that you say in your word? I was living this like, you know, conflict of like, but are you really good? I believe you're good, but do I really believe you're good? And it, it took some really, really hard, devastating moments in my life that actually shifted me to the other side of actually laying hold of, no, you are always good, no matter what. And I think it's interesting that it isn't like the major celebration points that actually root me and ground me in the knowledge of Christ. It is the moments of my greatest pain that he, like you said, Nova, that you're sharing earlier, you have felt just the comfort of the Lord, the friendship, the nearness of Christ in the midst of like the most painful circumstance and experience ever. And I, that just kind of, that, that kind of puts me in this place of awe of just like, you know, in terms of like, life isn't going to be easy. We're all going to, we're going to lose. We're going to struggle. Like even the Lord said, like you, this life has many trials and tribulations, but do not fear. Right. Mm -hmm. I've already overcome. I'm with you. And I, and like you said, Nova, it is these like hard times that I'm learning as I'm getting older to almost to value these moments of closeness and like hunger and neediness. Like I'm like, you are probably feeling, Oh my gosh, I have nothing but you Jesus right now. That feeling and that like being that in tune with that reality is such a gift being able to be that close. It really is in the day in day out where like everything is okay, where it's hard, where you start to forget, where you start to go, well, maybe I can get things done in my own strength. Like, I think that that whole reality is a trip to me that we like weakness is good. Oh, being in pain sometimes is can bring about beautiful things in us. Yeah. Yeah. I know when Peter said like, you know, to Jesus, like, where else would I go? You know, that, that thought, like, I don't want to just say that in tragedy. I want to say that in the everyday, where else would I go? Like in the happy, in the bad, in the, all of it. I'm like, that's the question I want to ask. I mean, there is nowhere else. There's nowhere else Mm. I can go. And, Mm -hmm. and you're talking to somebody who has struggled so much with double-mindedness. Cause I'm like, I honestly, you said the word schizophrenia and Cynthia, I have really resonated with that because there have been days where I have felt so schizophrenic in that like double-mindedness. Like I don't get it, God, you know, but, but I, I will hear the Lord kind of repeat that scripture to me where else where else you can go yeah, yeah you know that's it, it, why i love the scripture um for god didn't give us a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind because it's mm-hmm. the sound mind part that <laughs> as you take the journey with the lord and as you become more mature in your relationship with the lord i'm pretty sure that most of us have moments of feeling cuckoo like because you know you don't feel sound in your mind you don't you know you feel a little schizophrenic because you're like going okay it's getting thicker it's getting deeper it's getting hot in here you know like it's like whoa and you're and and you get tested and it and it's you're getting pulled and yeah you know it it's it's you know Nova it's interesting I always processed double-mindedness as something that I could very easily see in others, especially men who didn't do business in the way I thought they should. Okay. I'm just going to keep it real for you guys. So I really equated the scripture a lot with that. Like, well, you say that you're a Christian, but you're non-integral, you know, you, you, you lack 
you know, dignity in how you handle people or whatever. And then, you know, through this challenge, it and it, making it more personal and coming to a, a deeper understanding of what it means to be double-minded, it's just taken on so many levels uh, for me. It's truly a split in your soul where you you know the truth of God that you believe, but the other side is struggling against believing in the truth of God that you believe. And, and it reminds me of the prayer. Look, it's the prayer that the man said, Lord, I believe only help my unbelief because I, I think, I think about us in the world today. And I think about Jesus in, in, in the book of John, the gospel of John, when he's saying, you know, he like, wow, you know, God, it's going to be really hard for them. Like, it's hard for those who've had me here. But like, what about them that they won't have walked with me every day in the flesh? They won't have broken bread with me. They, they, he was talking about us. You know, we're those generations that, you know, he wanted the Holy Spirit to really take care of us because I think the further and further and further away we get, from pure Christ purely all the time, you know, the the harder it is for those of us who believe, who call ourselves Christians to actually walk and live our faith. And that's why, that's why I say we're real girls having real talk, you know, about real issues, trying to apply our real faith because real people, you know, have to really talk and fellowship this out. You know, because these issues have to be the issues of life, loss, career changes, dating, sex, you know, all of it, you know, death, um, all of it has to be brought before the throne of Christ as an issue to really be talked about so that we can figure out how we can actually walk out the real faith that we want to have. You know, because what I see in you guys here in studio week after week after week, you know, is what I see in my own life. It, women who want to, they want, you want your faith to be strong. You want your faith to be justified, you know, and you want your faith to grow. And there is no more powerful endeavor than that, you know, and, and, and you, Look, Nova, you know, you guys, before we get on, you know, we, we're usually on and we'll have a little few minutes to chat before we go live. And I didn't know what to expect. You know, I, I, I remember I sent you a text, I think, I don't know, last Monday, maybe, or the mon- Monday, I, was, I think it was on the 6th, right when things were fresh for you. And I, I didn't hear back and I thought, okay, she's in the middle of it, Lord, you know, and I guess all I could do was apply, Nova, what it would be like for me to lose my mom. Do you know what I mean? And it took me through all these cycles of how not well you might be and how not wanting to talk or see people or, and and it's interesting because this morning as we were talking, when you popped on, I've been sitting here thinking, you know, no, she may have gone through these things, but she emerged just as you will, you know, if you go through these things and yeah, it's encouraging. No, I, mm. I hate to be encouraged at your expense. <laughs> no, I, I think you're so right. Cynthia. I mean, honestly, I, it, it is, it's interesting because not that there's any minimization to anybody's loss because every loss is so hard, but I know this, the truth, the undouble mindedness is I, he says he's with us. He says he won't leave us or forsake us ever. So I hold on to it. And I recognize that all of us will go through loss. Um, But if we are rooted, we're going to, we're, our roots go deep and we will, we will drink again. Like we will be nourished again. And I think it's, that's the natural tug and pull of life and, I, I mean, I could just sit back and go, okay, I, I, you, I have, I'm with him. I have him. I have the Lord. And yeah, it's, and you know, what's interesting too. I think when we go through these things, 
we gain more empathy and compassion. Maybe we become Mm. more Christ-like because we can identify with, you know, Mary who lost her son, Jesus. Like we all of a sudden, all of these things of we can become more empathetic and more compassionate. And then, um, you know, we become more like him and we know how to show up for other people um, through how Jesus showed up for us. And I know I've experienced that. I shared with you guys, it's just a new friend just showed up on my doorstep and she was just like, I'm just here. And she just sat on my couch, brought me some treats. And I was like, you know what, how, what a beautiful way to encourage a, a, a new sister in the Lord. And I was like, man, I, I want to do that for somebody. So mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, thank you, Lord. Like you show, yeah. you're showing me how I can extend your love. So I, I feel grateful, but yeah, I'm here. And, and this is what my mom was about. She's, I will, can I share something just to yeah, honor her? Of course. Her, um, and I, I love this about my mom because again, she didn't have her mind, but she knew Jesus and she never forgot Jesus, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wait, but, whoa, whoa. That's wow. really interesting. She right. never forgot Jesus. And I would start <laughs> scriptures when I visited her and she would finish them. I would start hymns and she would start singing. And, but she'd look at me and she'd go, now who, uh, I mean, who are you? Like, she was just so oh, sweet, wow. right? But she knew, she knew Jesus. Okay, Nova, um, that's that. Okay. Okay. If, if everybody listening is not noting wow. the fact that that's she crazy. everything in her dementia, everything, but not Jesus, then you're missing something big time. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's so cool. And the last, her, one of her last acts as a woman of God, she had wow. been in a home and, uh, and again, you guys, we thought we'd have her for another five, 10 years because she had had a stroke, but she totally recovered and she was still doing things and walking with her walker and, and whatnot. But, uh, about two days before she passed, she was at her little dinner hour and she saw a woman crying in the corner and she, she got up from her table and she went and laid hands on her and she's like, can I pray for you? And then she asked the other people, will you come and pray for, she's sad. And so she laid hands on this lady and they just all started praying for this woman in the corner who was crying. And I was like, we, we weren't there. My sister wasn't there, but the nurses, the nurses were so affected by my mom and they started telling my sister stories. My mom had only been in that home for about a month and she had made such a big impact because she, even in her just broken mind, she still knew this is where we got to take it. We got to take this lady in tears. We got to take her to Jesus. And I was like, that was my mom. That was my mom. And that is what we do with people. We don't try to change them or force them. We just say, who let's take you to Jesus. Right. Mm. Let's just take you to Jesus. And that is the legacy that my mom left me. Mm. And I'm so beyond grateful. Mm. And I just sit in gratitude. And I think, Lord, may I not be double-minded. May I remember constantly day in, day out Mm. that you are good you are kind, you are there, and you are mine. And I'm yours. Mm. Nova, that's powerful. Uh, that's so good. Yeah, it's powerful. You know, thank you. Thank you. Um, Salombra just wrote in the most beautiful comment. And if you put it on screen, I want to read it. Uh, Miss Nova, you are present with us today. Wow how priceless and how strong you are. We love you to life. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Salambra. Yeah. The Lord is, he is faithful. He is so good. And, um, you know, we all have so much to learn through our losses. Um, I, I, I feel so grateful that I know my mom is with the one she talked about now mm. she's with them and that's all she ever wanted. And I'm like, mm. oh, what, a, how amazing. And mm. I have that hope as an anchor to my soul. And I know I will see her again one day and yeah. it's going to be so great. And I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. So she taught, she taught her children well, and we sit and we, we bless her. Yeah. Like Amen. we bless her. Yeah. So I, it's, it's good. Doesn't mean it doesn't have days that really, really hurt. Yeah. 
but uh man my joys may complete in the lord i don't know where else i would go and i don't know how people do this life without the love of jesus and i'm telling you this world that is very double-minded we need to run to Christ. <laughs> they need, yeah. they need Jesus. We all, we need Jesus, but um, yeah. yeah, it's. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, you're, you're right. I think one of the most obvious things that we see every day is the double-mindedness in this world. Uh, we see, you know, the, we see it everywhere. We see it in the deepest parts of identity. You know, with people who are, they're wrestling with what they were born to be, what they were created as, and what they feel they are. You know, we we see it in, we see double-mindedness in politics. We see it in parenting. You know, it's all over social media. I mean, you know, it, it amazes me how people think in so many ways they can have it all ways you know, always, you know, it's, it's yes. right. What a powerfully bad statement. It's all good. No, 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 no. It's not all it's good. good. It's, it's not, not all good. Not. A lot of it's really dangerous and damaging and scary. And you should not think that it's all good. The reality is that Jesus is good. God is good. God is good. God is good. Yeah, he is. I think we've been taught in our culture, though, so or um, like we have so much of how people live out is they have a feeling and I'm guilty of it. So I'm going to speak from a Nova perspective because I'm not trying to put this on anybody else. So I'll speak from for my own self, but I can have such a feeling about something in me. And I go so far into that feeling that I end up worshiping the feeling and not the mm, one who whoa, gave me. Yeah who gave me feelings. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. So I get so far into it that I worship that feeling and not the one who said, Hey, something's happening here. Pay attention and give it to me. So I'll go so deep into that. And I think that's where our world and our culture has gone is Mm. I feel this and I'm going to worship, end up worshiping myself and we become lovers of self and we self-worship and I've done it. It just played out differently in my life and it may have looked uh, wrapped up differently and more Christianese, but you know what, you guys, I'm guilty of it myself. And that's where Jesus has had to turn me around and go, listen, I give you the emotions. I give you the feeling, but I don't want you worshiping those things. I, I want you to worship me and know I've shown you something and then I need you to hand it off. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we, we've not, I've not always learned how to just hand that off and begin yeah. to worship him instead. So have a feeling, don't worship it. Start worshiping wow. Jesus. That is so yeah. good. No, but literally yesterday, that happened to me and I was this close, not, and not, maybe not as far as worshiping the feeling, but allowing that feeling to dictate my next decisions. You know, when, when, like you said, it's an indicator of something, it's a gift from God to go, Hey, I'm, 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 le- I'm letting you know about something. Now talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. And thankfully <laughs> I actually didn't end up talking to the Lord about it first, but I ended up talking to my husband about it and he just sh- like shines so much perspective. And I realize how much of my feelings are also, yes, it is a way for God to speak and lead me and move me, but it is also a place where my own brokenness and pain can easily be manipulated, you know, and it just, it does take that, that actually bringing him into that conversation. And I think you're absolutely right about our generation. And I think that, I think that it's actually a cry for the spiritual, you know, like we're, we're reaching like this generation right now is like longing for connection is longing for, to be seen, to be loved, but in a way more overt way, you know, you see it in social media, you see it in just a lot of social issues. And to me, I see that as like, wow, that's really scary. But at the same time, it's like, there's a real hunger and there's a real open door for God to come in and satisfy that, you know, but I think, what you're saying Nova right now is so helpful and so important for us as like big sisters and mothers um, in the faith to actually fight through 
and showcase that for the younger generation to go, no, your emotions are valid. Mm-hmm. This is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. But, but, but look at Nova over here who is navigating the whirlwind of emotions, not shutting them down, but doing that with Christ. And like, I mean, Nova, you are so solid. I know that you're saying that it has expressed differently in your life, but like today in your testimony, like I'm just soaking in everything you're saying and going like, okay, I need to like keep this front of mind as Mm -hmm. I'm like living out my emotional life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's, you, you, you affirmed something, Nov, that I always tell my son. I've been telling him since he was in, in college, um, be a noticer of yourself and your own emotions. I'm, I, and I'm telling you guys that, right, please pay attention for those of you listening or watching. Be a noticer of yourself and your own emotions. Because when you are, then you can take it to God. And that's where I always get the greatest growth. Nova isn't going, I'll stop sometimes and go, okay, I feel angry right now. Why? Or, oh, okay. I, I feel sad. Why do I feel sad right now? Why do I feel depressed? Why do I feel whatever it is I'm feeling? And, and it's been such a great, a gift, a, a, a character trait. Um, I don't know, a habit that I have been given in how God created me is that I really do try to stop myself as I go through my day, or if I'm in a season or whatever. And I especially encourage my son because he's 30, 30 year olds are all emotion. I mean, look at social media. It's like, you know, they think their best life is the the photograph of the food that they ate in the expensive restaurant, wherever they were. I mean, it's all meaningless. You know, it's all vanity, really. When it's all vanity, it's all fake. Um, Look at me living my best life. And it's like, no, I want to see you living your best life when things are going really awful in the middle of the afternoon and no one cares and no one's watching and you feel like no one has you. That's when I want to see you because that's when I want to love you and be there for you. And that's your best life. Who's there for you when the going gets tough? That's part of your best life. Do you take those emotions? Do you notice when you're feeling these emotions, do you take them to the cross? Do you take them to God and say, what, what's wrong with me? What am I going through right now? Is it just pain? Is it just suffering? What, what's going on? What do I do with this? And I mean, no, if that's what it is, I'm really happy to hear you affirm it because that is the only thing I know how to do. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think too, Cynthia, like there's a very practical side because when we're in an emotion, you know, if we're talking about double-mindedness, it's, it's a very hard thing to, to change that trajectory of the, the things that we're feeling and not to go into the worship of the feeling. And, and there's a, I don't know who, who it is. So forgive me for, I don't know who this person is, but I, maybe you all do, but there's like this um, thing that you can do where it's just like helps help your, helps your limbic system kind of change. And you just go five, four, three, two, one. And you just change, you just do something different. And, you know, you can do something practical, put a worship song on, you can start singing out loud, your favorite, you walk into your shower, don't turn the water on, but, but sing in there. Cause it sounds so much better. You know, you get into the word, yeah. you like you, you listen to a podcast that has reads the word of God, like do something different in worship. So, you know, I want people to feel that practical sense of, you know, what, what does that look like? Okay. Nova worship. Like, I don't, not even a worship singer. Well, that doesn't mean you have to do it my way or how beautiful Christina would do it. She would just write a song about it. Right. Um, you know, that you can do it differently, but you can change, we can change that. We can become, um, people who are single-minded and put our mind on Christ. Uh, but those are practical ways. I think that we can do that. So, like for me, I always feel like, well, what does that mean? The, to me, that's what that means. Just right. Just, wow. You know, I love that you said you said worship as well because I feel like in worship, like as we like, it, it really shifts our focus. Like you said, like worshiping your emotion. Like once you get your eyes on Jesus and you start declaring who He is, you start declaring all those things in the Bible that you struggle with. There is so much power that in shifting and, um 
Yeah. And shifting, I will say the most, I think the most powerful thing that I have found in my life in the deepest of darkness, the deepest of despair, the highest of heights has been staying in that place of worship. And like you said, no, but you don't have to be, you know, some awesome singer, but like even turning on a song or making up your own song. And I love that in the shower, you always sound great in the shower, Um, but it really is that shifting of like your focus on like the great, like how vastly awesome he is. It changes everything. And what I love about it is it doesn't, it doesn't take away the validation of what you feel, but it like lifts, I don't know. And it like lifts your perspective, you know? And I, I think I love that about God so much. The mm. fact that, you know, we, he gives us these wonderful gifts, like our emotions, um, you know, passions and creativity and, and like the enemy tries to take these things and warp them and have them control us or have us take our eyes off the creator to like, these things that we've been given from our creator, but God, when things are in line, he doesn't go, well, stop doing that. Let's remove those as things. Like you as a woman, you're too emotional. So you need to shut it down. Like calm down. I hate those words. Just calm down. But he actually validates that and he puts it in its rightful place so that we are all operating in the fullness of perfection. And like, it's beautiful and glorious. So like, I love that but worship i i have to i can't stress that enough in the the worst times of my life that has been the plumb line and like i said it doesn't negate anything but it puts everything into the right place so mm-hmm. worship mm-hmm. people don't, don't do worship it. the emotion don't no. worship the emotion worship jesus we acknowledge emotions we worship jesus mm. so we don't worship the emotion we acknowledge the right. emotion we worship jesus right. period mm. And so, yeah, there's lots of different ways that we can express that worship and that gratitude. But I think I find personally, if I'm feeling really, really sad, I will worship in joy. Mm. So I, I sing something about joy instead. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If I'm feeling angry, I sing songs of you have been so gracious and so good to me and I'll make it up, but something different. And I, again, that is, Mm -hmm. you guys, it is a challenge to change your, that mind Mm -hmm. to change that mind. But like for me, even hearing music, it can shift, it can shift that for me personally. So that's again, a very, more of a practical thing, but that's how I, I feel like I can change um, that perspective and really, man. And when we are in worship, Man, he he's so worthy, so worthy to be worshipped, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. we can get in that place with him. And he's like, "See, I'm I'm right there," and I, right. it's it's good, it's really yeah. good. And that and that is like, you guys, the punk the punctuation mark on where to end this week, you know, because what you're what you're saying is that it's a choice. You know, you make a Mm -hmm. choice in those moments to flip the narrative. You make a choice when you're feeling double-minded to move into the mind that says, no, this is where I have chosen to live my life. This is the faith that I have chosen to walk in. This is the belief system that I have chosen to apply to my life, apply to my home, apply to my family. It may be a few generations old and tested, and that's it. This is mine. It might be new. You might be newly walking into this relationship, but you know, there's something I used to always say that if you're, if you're straddling the fence, you know, you got one leg over here in this mode of thinking, the other leg over here in this mode of thinking and the fence in the middle, all you're going to get is pain in the groin. You have to make a decision. (laughs) (laughs) Make a decision. Straddling the fence just hurts. It really does. It's unproductive. You're, you can't, you're not walking on either side. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you're not going to go all in for what your faith is, for what God says about you in the identity that you have chosen to believe in, if you're not going to go all in on it, you're not going to get all in results. You're going to mm-hmm. live with one leg in each, you know, school of thought one, you know, one leg at each side of your mind and, and, you know, with the pain in the middle. So I guess in closing, choosing to live godly lives and have Christ centered minds and purpose is your decision. And that's what Nova and Christina mm-hmm. are oh, saying. So good. It's your decision. Choose well, choose wisely because it is our decision. 
you know? So, um, God, you guys, I just thought we would close with a really short, sweet prayer, um, that I'd love for all of you listening Mm -hmm. or watching to just repeat to yourselves, you know, today and repeat it slowly, but it's just an affirmation for us. Um, father God, I know that I am double-minded more than I admit. If not on the outside, then often on the inside. Help develop eyes that really see the truth so I can test, realize, and reject the counterfeits to your love and blessings in my life. Repeat it to yourselves right now, guys. Give me peace to endure the trials and resist my double-minded impulses to take shortcuts and detours from the path you have designed for my ultimate fulfillment. Help me to live today for you. And I ask this in the powerful, mighty, beautiful, faithful, incredible, knee-bending, awe-inspiring, never-losing, always-affirming, you-can't-win-when-I-say-it-in-the-name-of-Jesus. And that's whose name we pray in. Amen. Even even my even my dog is agreeing with that this morning. <laughs> Levi's like, amen. <laughs> Levi's like, amen. You can get a bark bark from me too, mommy. <laughs> so oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Christina, I know I know you have to pop off at your last day in California. I'm so bummed I didn't get to see you there. I um, do. I love you. Nova. It's okay. You have matters to attend to. <laughs> oh, well, a few, a few. Nova, I love you. We love you to heaven and back, as Salumbra would say. And um, and I, I'm here. I'm here. For all of you watching, please don't forget to like, subscribe, tell two friends, share this link, um, share Girl Club, you know, with your guy friends. Let's grow our guy base this year also. As we grow our base, let's grow our guy base. We want the men, we want to hear some male voices logging in um, and chiming in every week here on, on Girl Club. Don't be shy. Sometimes you write in on the Cynthia Garrett Ministries YouTube channel, but, you know, we want to see you live also. So if you're on podcast, um, comment, please, and share us. And thank you to Life Audio for hosting us. And from Christina and Nova and all the Girl Club tribe here, we're out for this week. Peace out. Deuces, everybody. This is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Ministry podcast. Learn how to share and defend your faith by listening to us weekly. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.